This is the Hong Kong Football Podcast, coming to you for episode 99 from Kowloon, Hong Kong, after a fortnight in which Lao Hock Ming and Komazech bring three-all draw to make Southerners sing. And though fighting for survival, bottom half rivals, Dreams and Lee Man make Sapling Cup semi-finals. We've got everything you need to know about what's going on in local football, Premier League stuff, typo in the AFC Cup, Sapling Cup news, stay with us. My name, as always, is James Legg, and I'm joined once again by Tobias Dusset. Hello, Toby. Hello, James. Episode 99. It's crazy. Amazing. Yeah. Where did the time go? <laughs> Three years of our lives <laughs> sucked into the black hole of Hong Kong football. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you look resplendent in your green typo t-shirt this morning. Yeah, very dark green. Yeah, I realized. it is. <laughs> it's almost On... like a lawn. <laughs> <laughs> it is, of course, Wednesday. So this evening is Typo's big match in the AFC Cup qualifying round. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but there are some great matches from the Premier League this weekend that we need to talk about. Not least, second-placed Southern versus top-team RNF in Aberdeen on Saturday, or at least those were the positions those sides occupied before this pulsating three-all draw. I thought it was over after about eight minutes, by which time RNF were 2-0 up and absolutely tearing through the Aberdeeners. Thiago Delianco scored a free kick for his eighth league goal of the season before Giovanni da Silva made it 2-0 off a very inviting Itaparica cross. Yeah, when I saw the score, 2-0 after eight minutes, I already calculated the points for RNF. <laughs> Uh, how far they're up in the league. Me it too. Look good. It, it didn't look good for them at all, for Southern anyway. Uh, they managed to steady the ship, and on the half-hour mark, Nikola Komazec, with his first goal since returning from four months out with a broken leg, made it 2-1. After that, he made it 2-2 from the penalty spots. Quite a controversial penalty, this one. Uh, Lao Hock Ming cross hit Leung Nok Hang on the arm. Leung was right on the sideline of the penalty box when it hit him. The referee gave a free kick on the edge of the box, but the linesman, after some delay, said it was inside the box, and the ref gave the penalty. RNF were furious. They're always furious, no? <laughs> <laughs> that is their standard status, admittedly, but they were particularly furious at this point. Uh, but anyway, he scored two all, it was, once Komazec put that penalty away. As is traditional, a member of the RNF staff got sent to the stands. They argued for a penalty of their own for a suspected handball in the Southern Box. Yeah, this was quite hilarious, actually, right? You see one of the RNF staff picking up a water bottle just to throw it back <laughs> on the floor. So angry he was. I need to pick something up just so that I can throw it down again. And uh, yeah, he got, he got, I don't know who this guy was, but he got sent to the stands. And because that stand at Aberdeen Sports Ground is still affected by the typhoon damage and no one is sitting in it, he was sat there oh, on his own. That's sad. Yeah. I wonder if they have an internal bet running, like whoever gets sent off five times for the first time, <laughs> he gets like a gift box. <laughs> they all seem to be trying to outdo each other with like displays of anger. I don't know if that's like how, how you get into, into the crew, is by... <laughs> Showing just how furious you are. Rage and furry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, But yeah, it's, it's certainly a thing that they have. And RNF did take the lead again on the 67th. Roberto Afonso with a lovely strike from the edge of the box. And it looked like it had got away from Southern and the points were going back 
to Guangzhou when in the second minute of extra time, Michael Luck sent in a corner. James Ha headed it at goal. It hit the keeper, bounced back up, and Lao Hock Ming headed it in for 3-3. The crowd went wild, and they'd been pretty wild all match, in fairness. It was a great atmosphere at the ground. Southern players and fans celebrated the draw as if it were a win. Nikola Komazec was on his usual theatrical form, whipping up the crowd, hugging everyone, waving a flag. Great to see him back. And it was an excellent game. A really great advert for Hong Kong football. RNF disappointed, but they stay top. Southern pulled the draw from the jaws of defeat, but do slip down a place into third because Tai Po are second now. They beat Lee Man 2-0. Goals from Philip Chan Siu Kwan and Igor Sartori in either half made sure of the points for the Greens against the league's lowest scoring team. The only team still in single figures for goals scored after 13 matches. A little bit of an achievement in itself. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be making t-shirts for the next game. Uh, that was the third of five matches that Taipo are playing across just 16 days, which is a tough ask. So well done to them. Of course, a lot of that is to do with the AFC Cup matches, which we'll talk about a bit later in the show. They are second, one point behind RNF, and they're still looking good. Yes, absolutely. I'm myself surprised, to be honest. I was a bit worried, given that they have such a tight schedule over the last days. And particularly, I was worried about the Lehman game. Just a, a few days back from Pyongyang, it's a very exhausting journey because you cannot go directly. You have to go via Beijing, so it takes almost half a day longer. So, well done. Yeah, and it's the same squad. It's the same team, right? Chung Wai Kung, he was the only player who came into the team. And I thought this could be a potential... Yeah, I agreed with you. I thought there was the potential for a bit of a... Maybe a, a draw or, or a defeat in this game. So well done to them, I agree. So we have RNF first on 27 points. Taipo, one behind them on 26. Southern, one behind them on 25. And one behind them on 24 in fourth place is... Why I have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to hand it over to you. Okay. <laughs> okay, you've ruined it now. It's kitschy. Okay, sorry. <laughs> the reigning champions who beat James 6-0 at the weekend. Christian Vadoc opened and closed the scoring. The second of those was a delightful curler from the corner of the Dreams box. In between his goals, Fernando, Lucas, Yuto Nakamura and Josip Tadic scored as well. It was a bit of a rout after that very disappointing start to the season. Three draws and a defeat in their first six, which put them right off the pace. The Blues are back in the mix, no? Yeah, absolutely. You should never underestimate them. I think we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. If things now go their way and they get in the results, they have all the chances to, to win the title and defend the title. Yeah, the next two matches really could make or break this season for them. They are away at league leaders RNF next time out. And after that, they will host Southern. Both teams have already beaten them once in the league this season. But what an opportunity for them to make up ground if they can. How do you rate their chances of doing so? Almost 50-50, I would say. I believe that they are still one of the top contenders. But just to, to take one step back and, and to look at this, right? I mean, it's absolute madness. The top four teams are separated by three points. Mm. And we just have five rounds left. That hasn't happened 
before in the history, in the long <laughs> history of the Hogwarts Premier League, if yeah. I can remember correctly. And this is brilliant. I wouldn't have thought this at the beginning of the season that we will see such a tight race. And it's just amazing because almost every Premier League round now, it's something is happening, the the standings are shuffled up again. It's brilliant. Like I couldn't ask for more. Yeah, you're right. I mean, every weekend has, a, if not a title decider or, a, you know, a clash of the title challenges, a game in which one of those teams is going up against another good team in which we can actually go and really have an interesting game, which makes up for the fact that it's not so interesting at the bottom of the table. But yeah, it's great. It's great to see. I, I heartily agree. And speaking of, you know, the, the remainder of this season for those clubs. I was looking at the fixtures that those four have left. Of course, it's five left to play each. And as perhaps should be expected in a league with only 10 teams, there's not too much to pick between them. Like they they all have to play at least two of the other three and maybe a couple of easy ones. And then one of either Pegasus or Easton who are kind of in the middle there. They're not in the top four, but they're not in the bottom four. So it's totally up in the air. I, I was expecting that one team would have an easier run in than the others, but it's I don't think there's really much to call between them. Speaking of Eastern and Pegasus, they're fifth and sixth, respectively, after they drew 2-2. Andre Stolches getting his first point after three games as Eastern coach. And it would have been three had Yoon Chun Sing not equalized for the Flying Horseman in the 89th minute. And speaking of 89th minute goals, Yoon Long needed one of those from Fabio to beat Hoi King 2-1 at the weekend. So it finally worked. (laughs) (laughs) Every time they put Fabio up front for a late goal, it's always like, this isn't going to work, guys. And here you go. Prove me wrong. Uh, Once again. (laughs) (laughs) The Brazilian with his first league goal of the season. Poor old Hoi King can't catch a break. They're still bottom. The Hong Kong Football Podcast comes out every two weeks dropping on each second Wednesday. Make sure you never miss our latest show by subscribing on iTunes, SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, or wherever else you get your podcasts. So there is a big Hong Kong versus India friendly coming up this month. Nope. What? (laughs) It's not going to happen. Wow. Why? Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a shame. They promoted it as something that should be upcoming in March, but then somehow there were no further updates. And now we're just one week off and no, it's not going to happen. I think the main reason might be that neither Hong Kong and India have a head coach at the moment. So maybe at least one of them didn't feel comfortable in going into this game. And it's a big shame. It's a wasted opportunity. Once again, you have to say that. I have to admit that. So that means there's going to be a FIFA international break with no Hong Kong men's team game that's partly correct yes <laughs> go on so for the seniors that's true but the under 23 team will be involved in a afc championship qualifiers in mongolia between march 22nd and march 26th so i believe also that the hkv might just want to focus and put all the resources they have into this tournament the chances are there that they might qualify for the final round eventually So there are games, but not in Hong Kong, at least. (laughs) True. However, I did mention the men's team specifically because the women's team of Hong Kong will be playing in Hong Kong, Chung Kwano, to be precise, everyone's favorite new town, uh, against Taiwan on the 24th of March. This is an international friendly, so it's not to do with uh, any, any tournament in particular. But if you're 
fancy getting your football fix in a couple of weekends time and you haven't watched the Hong Kong women's team play for a while I haven't seen them play since well since Ricardo Rambo took over as coach and I believe there will be a good atmosphere you know Hong Kong football fans are graving to support Hong Kong no matter men or women and because there are no men's games I think the, the power of Hong Kong Chi Sin Lo they will go and support the women so there should be a nice atmosphere $30 very cheap entrance fee and surely a, a good day out in Chen Kwan O, yeah. combine it with some, I don't know, hiking. <laughs> what do you do in Chen Kwan O? I don't know, but something, a, something is there. Go to a mall, I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, I totally agree. Get down there and support the Hong Kong women's team. Uh, there's been some transfer news. Last time out, we were talking about how Alex Akande's club, Yam Bian, had folded and he found himself without a club in China. Things have changed. Yeah, that was a typical Hong Kong football podcast situation. Like we finished the recording and then one hour <laughs> later they announced, oh, Alex found a new club. <laughs> so yes, now it feels like old news because it happened two weeks ago. But yeah, he joined Dali and Yifang in the very northeast. So he didn't have to move far because yeah. he was already located in the northeast. He stays a northeast Chinese for the coming years. And it's a good move for him. And we will see. He has already been on the bench before. He has uh, been subbed in for one game. But apparently also a crucial interception. So it's looking good for him. And very good move. Because that's a step up, right? It certainly is. So he was previously in China League 1. And now he moved up into a Chinese Super League. Yes, that's true. I haven't mentioned that. <laughs> so he joins the likes of, I guess, Andy Russell and Festus Bayes are the only other two. Festus Bayes is down in China League 1. <laughs> oh, God. I can't keep track. Yeah. yeah, but Andy Russell, that's true. Yeah, yeah. what else is happening closer to home? Chuck Yu Kwok is back in Hong Kong. The bad boy of the Hong Kong Premier League for the past few seasons before he moved to Switzerland in a slightly strange move. You know, formerly of Rangers and RNF is where he was at his best. Uh, he's joined Yun Long. Uh, he actually got 30 minutes off the bench uh, against Hoi King the other day. He didn't score. But good to see him back. He's a bit of a bit of a character around the league. He's been very popular in his appearances for the under 23s. And yeah, he's back. Yeah, he's a legend. No quack, no party. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, there's one more Taiwanese player has joined the Hong Kong Premier League after Yun Long signed Wang Roy. Chen Ting Yang has joined Li Man. So he's another centre back. Yeah. Apparently these are the these are the two center backs of Taiwan. <laughs> so they're all in Hong Kong now. There's a subtle invasion of Taiwanese players at the moment. Mm. There is even the rumor that in the next year, the Hong Kong FA might consider to add another quota for Taiwanese Macanese players, which is a bit controversial, I would say, given that it's already a bit of a squeeze for local players at the moment in, in the professional echelon of Hong Kong football. Mm. So, yeah, there's nothing substantial yet. It's just out there as a, as a potential thing that might happen. I think the only person who will benefit from that is Leung Ka Hang. Leung Ka Hang does not count anymore as a, as a Macanese. Oh. Uh, because for any Chinese, Macanese and Taiwanese, once they have been in Hong Kong for two years, they would already count as a domestic player. This is the FIFA residency We've, fallen, we've fallen down a wormhole. Oh, shit, again. Ah. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Let's not. Let's just stop. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll we'll start talking about some seriously arcane rules. Um, I wish I'd never brought it up. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Before we talk about AFC Cup stuff, specifically to do with Taipo, shall we get up to speed 
with the semi-finals of the Suppling Cup. Yes. So Yun Long and Dreams went through from Group A, which is interesting couple of teams to go through to the semi-finals. And there was late drama in Group B where Lee Man pulled out of the bag a 3-2 win over Kichi to go through top of the group along with Pegasus. I think a draw would have been okay for Lee Manshaft, but Francisco Gonzalez scored in the, I think it was the 91st minute to make it 3-2. They now have more points in four Sapling Cup matches than they do from 13 in the league. That's nine points to six in the Premier League. So in mid-April, Yoon Long will play Pegasus and Lee Man will play Dreams for places in the Sapling Cup final. Those matches will be at the Mongkok Stadium. Yes, it's a crazy bunch of teams, right? If you look at the table, it's the sixth place, the seventh place, the eighth place, and the ninth place team. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Because the team that wins the Sapling Cup is generally in like the top three or something. I mean, last time Kichi won it, they were champions. When Taipo won the Sapling Cup, they might have been in the top five, ah, I believe. Okay, well, they're at least in the top half. Right. It's, it's interesting, but also good for the game. Some other team that might get silverware. And aside from Pegasus, none of the other ones have ever won the Sapling Cup. Uh, Yunlong has won Senior Shield right in the league before, what we know, but also have not won the Sapling Cup yet. And of course, for Dreams and Lehman, it would be the very, very first historic win of silverware at all. So it's exciting. Well, I mean, does it mean that the Sapling Cup is actually saving its purpose? Because these teams with the smaller budgets do actually rely, you know, especially... Dreams are well known for it, but, you know, all of these teams have young Hong Kong players in their squads anyway. And so maybe you're a little, I'm not saying they're better equipped than the higher teams in the league, but they're better equipped to switch to the Sapling Cup rules, which is two youth Hong Kong players. That's an optimistic way to look at it. (laughs) You could also, I think, turn it around and argue it turns out that the bigger teams just don't care about the competition anymore. RNF certainly don't. We know that. From looking at their squad. Yeah, I think R&F are in, in a bit of a tough position, but I think we're going again down the rabbit hole <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but no, you're right. It, it could just be apathy from the top half of the table. So it's, it's Wednesday now as we record. That means by the time you listen to this, listener, Taipo may well have played the AFC Cup qualifier second leg against North Korea's Romyong in Mongkok. So we won't dwell on it too much. And and if you're listening to this after the game, maybe just skip ahead, I don't know, two minutes. Because uh, this information might soon be out of date. But for anyone who is listening before the match, it's nil-nil after the first leg, which seems like a good result for Taipo in Pyongyang. Uh, yeah, I think any team that gets a nil-nil draw in Pyongyang can be quite proud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was better than, than I was expecting. Uh, do we have any team news for tonight? What has been mentioned during the pre-match press conference on Tuesday, the day before the actual match, uh, that Sandro and Lee Kayu have been down with an influenza B infection, so they got the flu, and it's not sure if they are ready for the game on Wednesday. Oh, th- th- they are real losses, I guess, uh, especially Sandro. Uh, suppose that leaves Harry Soya on his own up front. You still got Igor Sartori, can get... A few goals and certainly not the worst news. Uh, Hopefully by the time we record this next podcast, we will have a good result to celebrate and two Hong Kong sides in the group stage. Now in case, I say in case of a typo victory, the AFC Cup will actually start with a match between Kichi and Taipo. Oh wow, really? On April 3rd. It would be strange, but also interesting. Yeah, it would. And, And I think it would be a real highlight 
of this season. I guess they'll play each other twice at Hong Kong. Yeah, let's let's knock let's, some wood here. Yeah, let's, yeah, yeah, uh, sorry. <laughs> oh. I hit the table and it made a big noise on the microphone. Uh, what's up next for the Premier League? I suppose first things first, that big RNF versus Kitchy match at the Yanzi Gang Stadium on Saturday, two thirty p.m. kickoff. RNF, of course. Beat Kitchy 3-1 at the Moncock earlier this season to end the side's 22-month unbeaten league run. Since then, the Blues have fallen to Taipo and Southern as well. RNF, when they are good, look like the best team in the league for me, as they showed in patches against Southern the other day. But as they also showed against Southern, they tend not to turn it on for a whole match, and they can concede goals. Kitchy have looked more solid since Matt Smith came in at the back and the likes of Vadoch and Huang Yang are back in. They could even, if results go their way, be top of the league by Monday, which would be quite the turnaround. But they are certainly beatable and they've had a little bit of uh, bad news on the immigration front. Yeah, it seems that their Croatian striker, Josip Tadic, has not got a Chinese visa. So it is at the moment unsure if he could make this journey to Guangzhou. And I think Kichi chairman, Kichi director Ken Ng has even suggested to postpone the game because of that. Wow. So I'm not sure if it's still going to happen eventually. That would be another interesting complication for whoever has to make the Premier League schedule. Oh yeah, that poor guy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so assuming the game does go ahead, it could be the brutal battle of the big barely Brazilians up front. Thiago for RNF and Lucas for Kichi. Thiago is on fire with five goals in his last five games. Lucas, of course, leads the league with 10 goals so far and is always a threat. Assuming the game happens on Saturday and Kichi don't succeed in having the game postponed, how's it going to go? Well, for me, it's extremely hard to call. <laughs> I think we shouldn't forget R&F have beaten Kitchi earlier this season in Mongkok. Back then, 3-1, it ended. And I think one of the main strengths that they showed back then, and I think also what they have been showing throughout the season, is the skill when it comes to set pieces. And they really make the most out of it. Probably among all the, the clubs so far in the Premier League that they really have the set pieces internalized for them. So it might come to this eventually. This is a way how you can beat Kitchi, no matter if you're the dominant side or not during the game. And to be honest, I think any result wouldn't surprise me. If R&F take the home win, if Kitchi get this boost of motivation from the previous return to the Kitchi center, which just happened, of course, but also from the 6-0 victory against Dreams, in which they looked a little bit more like the old Kitchi that some people still can remember (laughs) but even a draw would be possible i would say and maybe the the most anticipated result for any of the other clubs particularly salvan and typo who are following very closely on that weekend what do you think yeah i I would lean more towards rnf i think i i think that they are the better team at the moment they will be very disappointed with that result at southern what's always been impressive about them this season is how incisively they use their wings you know, you've got both former Kitchi players, Lam Jikin on the left, Lo Kuan Yi on the right. And I think that the last few games, Kitchi have been starting with Fernando on the left, in the left midfield position, and Benadouche on the right. I don't think either of them provides any coverage for their respective fullbacks. And they could be in serious trouble if, say, someone like 
Thiago De Leonco is drifting off to the wing or Giovanni De Silva on the other wing and they're doubling up with four backs, it could be extremely problematic for what I assume will be Tonking Man as Kichi's right back and Danny Cancela as Kichi's left back. So I think that is a position they could struggle with. And when they get balls into the box, RNF do pretty well as they did against Southern. So that's a weakness for Kichi. And I think it could be a fatal one. At 5.30 at the Moncock, Pegasus will entertain Taipo for the fifth match in that mammoth 16-day stretch for Taipo, who really need to keep winning in the league. It will be a tough ask just in terms of fitness. Uh, when the two sides met earlier in the season, it was a 4-3 thriller, which Taipo won. In fact, you have to go back nine matches to find the last time these sides met and either side drew a blank. Always a few goals in this fixture. Are you feeling confident as our resident Taipo fan or will the fatigue get to those players? Yeah, it's a really bit hard to say ahead of the AFC Cup game because in the worst case, this could even go into extra time and into a penalty shootout True. if it ends nil-nil. So that might then put another burden on the team. That all said, I still would feel quite confident for Taipo just the way they have been looking throughout the season. I think they haven't lost a game since October. That was They have just lost one game yeah. uh, against Southern. At the same time, Pegasus really have not the greatest defense this season. This is not a critique against Hong Kong football legend Chen Siu Ki, <laughs> <laughs> who maybe has not found his ideal role as a defender. But I think they are quite beatable. And particularly for Taipo, it should work out. What do you think? I agree. Yeah, as long as this game doesn't go into extra time and fitness doesn't play a specific role, I, they are the better team, and I think there's a good chance that they will win. Elsewhere, Southern will play Dreams, also at 2.30 on Saturday. Southern also have designs on the Premier League title, but it strikes me that when Southern have dropped points this season, it hasn't always been to their fellow title chasers. They lost to Hoi King and Easton, as well as drawing with Pegasus and Lee Mann. So maybe they could be on course for another upset here. I think... Maybe because they're a team that plays a little on the back foot. You know, they, they come to sit back and hit teams with the pace of players like James Hart and Wellington D'Souza. When they have to do the attacking and they have to have more of the ball, it just doesn't suit them and it doesn't suit their style of play. And I wonder if Dreams can take advantage of that. To be honest, I doubt it. I just think that that is the kind of chink in the armor here for Southern, because I do think they look good. I would call it for Southern. Yeah, I tend to agree in this case. I think Dreams had a bit of a run, but for now, I think they might see more opportunities in the FA Cup and the Suppling Cup. This is, I think, the competitions they want to focus on. The league is basically done because they're also not really anymore in the relegation battle involved in that. It's just Lehman and Hoi King. So in the league, they might also not have this kind of extra motivation that might be needed, whereas Salvan has all the reason to win that game. That's totally true. At 2.30 Sunday in Sham Shui Po, Hoi King will entertain Eastern. Hoi King really seemed to have improved since the start of the season. They were unlucky to lose out to Yun Long last weekend. Could they get something against an Eastern side which hasn't won in eight matches? In fact, their last win was a 6-0 win over Hoi King when I think both teams were in rather different shapes to where they are now. So that could be interesting. Uh, and finally, Yunlong versus Lee Man in Yunlong, 5.30 on Sunday. Will Chuck Your Quok get a start for this one? 
That's the big question. <laughs> the question on everyone's lips. I think he might have to settle for a place on the bench. Or can Lee Man bring that sapling cup form into the Premier League? There's only one way to find out. That is to head to Yunlong. One of the finest days out that the Hong Kong Premier League has to offer. Okay, I think that's everything for this edition of the Hong Kong Football Podcast. The last podcast episode in double digits. Yeah, wow. Join us in two weeks for episode 100. Have a great time at the football. Hope your team wins. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's a place for you.